0: iPod, we get a man called here once in a while from Tokyo, Japan, and he listens to it, and I don't know how he understands me, because I can't understand him, <laughs> oh, maybe, but I am so glad it's going out, Ephesians chapter 2 please, I just want to bring some simple things the Bible teaches about salvation of the soul. I <clears throat> I enjoyed this morning's service. I hope everybody else did. God was good. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, I'm beginning to read verse 1. And you have quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh and the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherein He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, Hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and has raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in ages to come ye might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works. Lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for, for these precious words and what they've meant to us over the years. And never will forget, Lord, how you explained it to me that I was saved by your precious grace, not by my works. What a relief to the soul. Lord, if you bless everyone tonight, I'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. There are five people, or five personages, that's involved in this matter of salvation. First of all, salvation of the soul of man was conceived in the mind of God the Father. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman, made under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now the reason for the message tonight is, I want to make it very clear that man don't have anything to do with your salvation. God does it all. Amen. Now notice these two verses again. But when the fullness of time was come, in other words, when the time was right, when God's time was there, God sent forth His Son. Jesus came exactly on time, made of a woman, made under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now man's salvation did not begin at the birth of Jesus Christ then, nor at his death on Calvary. Our salvation began before the world was ever formed in the mind of God the Father. Genesis 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. Now turn with me please to Ecclesiastes, and I'll show you how that works. What is man created for? Ecclesiastes 12 Verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So if somebody comes along, and, and like a lot of people do in this day and time we live in, what am I born for? Why am I here? You're here for one reason. That is, to fear God and keep His commandments. That's the whole duty of man. That's why we're here. God created man then for one reason. That is, to worship God in God's way. Our salvation was conceived by God the Father. Now, I've always, I mean, I've had all all these years, I've had people come up to me and say, which denomination is right? And they talk about all the denominations that we have. They were named of churches and so on. Well, you keep this in mind. Uh, it doesn't matter what the name of the church is. It has to do with why was man created. And man was created for one purpose and that purpose only. And that was to worship God the Father in God's way. So if, if a man goes to the house of worship, as they call it, a uh, church, and they say they come to worship God, then it has to be in God's way, not what man conceives. Our salvation was conceived in by God the Father. Number two, salvation of the soul was completed by Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him, that is Jesus, the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, this verse, or these two verses, plainly tells us that Jesus came to this world to do one thing, to take our sins in his own body on a tree. Now, when Jesus, God in the flesh, lived a perfect life, died, on the cross, rose again. He completed our salvation. Whatever is necessary for your soul to be saved to go to heaven in, Jesus has already completed it. You can't add to it, nor can you take from it. Thirdly, salvation of the soul is continued by the Holy Spirit of God. Now this is very important. John sixteen verse eight through eleven, and when He is coming, come he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because i go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the prince of the world is judged ephesians 1 and verse 13 says we are sealed by the holy spirit that means in the holy spirit it continues our salvation so I, if Anybody ever come up to you and say, Do you one of these that believe in one saved always saved? The answer to that is yes, sir. I sure do. Why? Because of the continual work of the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus saved my soul, but the Holy Spirit continues the work of salvation in my soul. And He's still doing it. Now, no one can have faith in the God of all the earth without having the Word of God because faith in God come by here by God's word Romans ten thirteen. the devil's job is to snatch away God's word from the heart and minds of man Satan is always contesting our salvation now you tell me a person uh, that don't uh, never has doubted your salvation I don't think I've ever met one I mean somebody gets saved now I haven't for years I said that a long time ago but right after you get saved, your baby in Christ, the old devil comes along and you put doubts in your mind. And he put fears in your mind. Did I really get saved? Am I still saved? Am I always going to be saved? Did I do something wrong that God is going to condemn me and send me to hell? Now the truth of the matter, the work of the Holy Spirit is there for, for this reason then. He's there to convict you of judgment and of the things that God wants us to do, because the prince of this world is judge, and that's the devil. And we're sealed. The devil can't have us. We're kept by the Holy Spirit. Fourthly, salvation of the soul is contested by Satan, the devil. Now you have the work of God the Father. you got the work of God the Son, Jesus Christ. you got the work of God the Holy Spirit. And then that next person is that you have... Uh, is working your salvation is a continual work of the devil himself, to the contested of the of our soul. Matthew thirteen verse nineteen, Jesus said, "When one heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catches away that which was sown in his heart." That's the reason I, I tell people all the time, when you're sitting under preaching, I'm talking about lost people now, an unsafe person, when you're hearing the Word of God preach, that's a serious time in your life because you need to come then to Christ Jesus. You know why? Because the devil, the Bible says, will snatch that Word away from you. He'll cause something else to come into your life and take that Word away from you. And remember some you don't get saved any other way besides the Word of God. So the devil is continually contesting your salvation. Number five, salvation of the soul is confessed by the believer. Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now Jesus said, if you confess me before man... I will confess you before my Father which is in heaven. Now when you talk about this thing of confessing that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, what is that talking about? It's simply saying that that has nothing to do with your salvation except this one thing. I know in whom I have believed. That's what it's talking about. I tell the devil and I tell the world all the time. I know who I believe for my salvation. Not me. I believe in the Lord Jesus. That's confession of the mouth that you believe the Savior can do the work that He promised to do, and that's save your soul. And Jesus made it very plain. If a person does not do that, he cannot confess to us before His Father in heaven, then. Salvation of the soul is a confession and a commitment to God. Now, some other things don't you to see real carefully. The Bible teaches about salvation of the soul. Number one, Salvation is simple. Romans ten nine. Jesus said, I am the door. I mean John ten nine. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Now that's simple. Anybody can go through a door. Anybody. And notice how simple it is. God made it so simple that he made He made it like walking through a door. That's all you have to do. How simple. Anyone can open the door. And somebody said, I can't be saved, it's too hard. Oh, yes, you can. Because God made it simple. Number two, salvation is by trusting, not doing. There are only two kinds of religions in the world. Those who are trying to work their way to heaven by doing something themselves. And the other one is those who are trusting, trusting another, which is Christ Jesus, to get them there. This is faith alone, Ephesians two eighty nine. For by grace you saved through faith, that know yourself the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. Now that's trusting. Now I can't take myself to heaven. What can I do? I ain't got enough money. I can't do enough good works. What can I do to get myself there? You can't. The only way you can get to heaven is by trusting somebody else that can do it. And Jesus is the only one that can do it. And He wants to do it, and He will do it. And that's trusting. And I say this very reverently, and I mean it very carefully when I say it. If I go to hell, it's Jesus' fault. Because I'm going to trust Him to take me there. And I'm very carefully how I say that. Because, but I mean that. That's giving Him all the credit if I go to heaven then because you can't go to heaven one day and say, uh, Father, I had something to do with me getting here now, and I deserve to be here. No sir, brother. Only by trusting Jesus Christ to get you there is only you're going to get there. Salvation of the soul is through Christ Jesus, not a church, an organization, or a religion. Now, I know a lot of people that's depending on their church, and different denominations teach this, You've got to go to church, and you got to be a member of this church, and so on, and, uh, to get into heaven. Now, i got news for you. There's no church, there's no organization, there's no religion in all the world that can get you to heaven. Why? Because John 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So the only way any man's soul is saved is through and by Jesus Christ. That's why that uh, you can lead somebody to the Lord going down the road in your truck. You can lead them to the Lord in the hospital. You can lead them to the Lord working on the job. Somebody can get saved. I don't care where you're at or what you're doing. You can get saved. Why? Because it has nothing to do with church. It has to do with the person, the Lord Jesus. And if you accept Him then you're saved. I, I, a man came to church here one Sunday, and he said, as I prayed with him, he said, now I want to get saved, Brother Strong, but I want to come back, and one of these days, I'm going to walk down out of the church and receive Jesus here in the church. So I went home and talked to him, and he said, no, I don't want to be saved here at home. I don't want to come down to church and get saved in the church. You don't get saved in the church. You get saved by trusting Christ to your Savior. That's why I tell people a lot, and I believe this with all my soul. If you're sitting back there in your pulpit, that's where you get saved. If God deals with you about your heart, and you turn your heart over to the Lord right there, coming forward is making a confession and telling the people I accepted Christ back there. So you make a commitment there to the Lord, wherever it's at. doesn't matter where it's at. So it has nothing to do with church organization, It doesn't have anything to do with religion then. It has to do with the person, the Lord Jesus. Salvation is eternal, not temporary. Now, John 10, please, for just a second. And I don't understand how anybody can read these verses and not understand that you're not saved forever. John 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I have given them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Uh, my Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man has ever plucked them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Now, I don't know how anybody can read those verses and not understand that salvation is past a few minutes, it's past a hundred years, it's past right on into eternity. I'm safe forever, not temporary. I don't get saved for a few minutes and then lose it by stumbling or doing something I ought not to do. My salvation is eternal. Now, if you can explain me how long eternal is, then I'll tell you how long I can be saved. Because the Bible plainly says, "I give unto them eternal life." Amen. So, if you have eternal life, however long eternity is, then that's how long I'll be saved. Salvation brings a change. Second Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, when a person gets saved, his owner changes. And it's just that simple. You can define it any other way you want to, but that's the simplest way I know how to explain it. I had a person tell me one time, I was trying to lead him to the Lord. He said, I I don't want to get saved right now because if I get saved, I I still want to drink my beer. I still want to do this. He named all the things he still wanted to do. I said, I still do the things I want to do. He said, what do you mean? I said, my water has been changed. Amen? I don't want to do the things I used to do. I want to do new things that Christ has given me in my heart now. I'm different. And I tell you this, and I mean it by the word of God. If you're a wanderer in banishment, you never got saved. Just that simple. Sixthly, salvation is a miracle. Ephesians chapter two, verse one. I want, I want you to notice how simple this is. Now, salvation takes a miracle. Ephesians chapter two, verse one. <clears throat> and you had the quickened who were dead in trespass of sin. You know what that verse says. You are made alive from dead in salvation. I once was dead in my sins and trespasses. Jesus came into my life to save my soul and quickened me and made me alive. Now, only a miracle can do that. Amen. So, salvation takes a miracle. I've had people that I read in the Bible about miracles, me praying, and I had a man tell me prayer don't change things. Oh, yes, it does. God says it does, amen. And I got news for you. I got changed when I got saved, and God did a miracle in my life, and I believe in praying for miracles. And I like to hear one, but I said to him, I believe the greatest miracle that's ever been formed on the face of this earth been performed on the face of this earth is when a sinner gets saved from their sins. That's the greatest miracle that's ever happened. Because he's made alive. He's brought from the dead unto the living. It's like a dead man raising from the dead. A blind man seeing, a deaf man hearing, a crippled man walking again. Every miracle Jesus ever did was a lesson on salvation. We sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a rich like me. I once was saved, but now I'm found was blind, but now I see. In other words, every soul that is saved takes a miracle. Just like it would take a miracle for a blind man to see, a deaf man to hear. Salvation is a now matter. Second Corinthians 6.2 Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Doesn't it seem reasonable that when God is dealing with you, when you are impressed to have God in your life, that's the time to get saved. Right when God is dealing with you. Not later. Now, that's what the Bible teaches about salvation and how simple it is. And if you'll notice something that's taught all the way through that, it's God does it all. Amen. Did you know I had no intention of getting saved the like night I got saved? But I heard God's Word. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And here's the way it got. God got me there where He wanted me to be. The Holy Spirit, through His Word, spoke to me. Jesus prepared the way for me to be saved. And God the Father saved my soul when I bleed in. Amen. So you got all of that working at the same time together. It's sort of like repentance and faith. And a preacher came to me one time and he said, I want you, Brother Strong, would you explain repentance to me? And I said, you've been preaching all these years and you don't know what repentance is? He thought it was a work that you did after you got saved. You get saved and then you repent of your sins. I said, no. Well, you have to repent of your sins then and then get saved. No, it happens all at the same time. You know what it means? It means you, when you hear the Word of God, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you turn from what you did think to what God wants you to think about His Son, that's repentance, and it all happens at one time when you hear the Word of God. It all goes together. It's not one step, two step. I was a preacher one time, and he said, Now, in our church, we have a formula for people getting saved. And I knew what he was teaching, and I knew what he was going to say before he ever said it. He said, "Number one, you got to be baptized." And I said, "Well, praise God, I've been baptized." And then he said, "But then you got to believe in what." He didn't tell me what, but you got to believe. And and he went five steps that you got to go through before you can get saved. No, you don't. It's one step. It's one simple step. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because God's already set all the other things in motion for you to get saved. See? Everything that He desires for your soul to be saved, He's already done it. He's got it prepared. It's like I went home today, and before I came to church, I put this big old roast in the oven. And I I made me some uh, greens. You know, collard greens, had them all ready. I had me some turnips, me a bowl of turnips, and then I had me some mashed potatoes. I had everything prepared. I put it on the table, and guess what I had to do? Just sit down and eat. Well no preparations already done. Everything is ready. That's the same way when it comes to salvation. God saves a soul because He's got everything that's necessary for you to be saved. He's already prepared it and got it ready. All you have to do is receive it. Amen. How simple God made His salvation. And I don't understand religions and people trying to make salvation hard. God loves you. Amen. He, would, he don't want to try to do a dirty trick on you or mess your life up. He wants to save your soul. Heavenly Father, would you bless tonight. Bless the reading and study of thy word. We love you, Lord, the best we know how. And every day we pray, Lord, teach us to love you more and to thank you for what you've done for us in salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much.